You're listening to episode 34 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 34. It's great to have you along for today's podcast. Uh, Before we get to today's content, which is more of a tutorial today, actually, um, I want to tell you about um, an event coming up. This is our sponsor of the podcast, and this is all about the Alexa conference presented by Voice First FM. As you may know, this podcast is a member of the VoiceFirst.fm network, and I will be attending this conference, which is the worldwide gathering of Alexa developers and enthusiasts. It's going to be taking place January 15th to 17th. 2019 at Chattanooga, Tennessee, and there are tickets available now. As I've mentioned before, I will be there. Uh, you can get a discounted ticket, a discounted ticket at 20% off by using the code Alexa in Canada, and I will have the link to the conference uh, on the show notes for this page for this episode, uh, which is at alexaincanada.ca slash 34. So I hope to see you there. It's going to be a fantastic conference, and uh, there's going to be lots of learning there that goes on all about Lexi. So um, check it out, and uh, like I said, I hope, I hope I'll see you there. Now, today's podcast episode is a tutorial, as I said. Um, we will be getting back to doing some more interviews in the very near future, so if you've enjoyed the interviews, uh, don't worry, they are coming up, but At the same time, when I first started the podcast, I was doing some tutorials, and they were episodes where you could listen to them and take some practical uh, advice, take some practical things that you could do to to incorporate into your life uh, right away, and it would help you to get more out of your experience with Lexi. So today's episode is all about how you can get more out of Lexi, but specifically to stay in touch with loved ones, with your family, with your friends. And there are a couple of different ways that you can do this, some that you may not have entirely thought of, and I thought it'd be neat to do a kind of an overview of the different ways that you can use Lexi to stay in touch. Like I said, some of them are going to be obvious, and I'll save the what I think is the coolest one for the end. It's a little bit of a hack that you can use to, um, to stay in touch with somebody in a slightly indirect way, but we'll, we'll get to that one. So let's get right into this, okay? So I've got a, I've got a few of these that I want to go through with you. The first one is basically um, the most simple one, and that is if you have a cell phone, then you can pair Lexi to your cell phone using Bluetooth, and then basically you're using Lexi as a speakerphone, as just an extension of your device. So the way you would do that to set that up is you would... Give the direct command to Lexi to pair with your phone. The way you do that is you simply say, Lexi, connect to phone. Now, when you do that, you do have to make sure that your phone is on the Bluetooth setting to allow other devices to discover your phone through Bluetooth. As long as you've enabled that setting on your phone and you give Lexi that corresponding um, command, then she should be able to connect with your phone. And from that point forward, you should be able to make phone calls with your phone. Uh, with your Amazon device and you just simply say you know call whatever the name is or call a number and it should be able to do that and so that's a very very easy way that you can stay in touch with someone. The other thing I'll mention is that you can of course set this up through your Lexi app itself so you can 
click on the settings in the Lexi app, click on the particular Echo device that you want to use. And then once you've done that, you can get to another uh, settings page where you'll see Bluetooth devices. You click on that and then it allows you to pair a new device. So that's another way that you could set that up. Either way, you're going to get the same results. You're going to have a mobile phone paired to an Echo device, and you're going to be able to use the Echo to make phone calls through your mobile phone. So pretty cool, pretty simple. Uh, so that's that's idea number one for you. Idea number two, and this is getting a little bit more interesting now. This is where we're starting to get into more of the built-in functionality of Lexi. And this is basically a way to send a voice message, but the recipient will be getting this message through their Echo device or through their Lexi app on their mobile phone. And the way you'll do this is, if you've heard the recent flash briefings, um, Amazon has put out an update to the Lexi app. And so if you haven't downloaded the, the latest version of the Lexi app, I recommend you do that. But once you've done that, you'll actually see that there are now five icons at the bottom of the screen. One of them looks like a little speech bubble. And if you click on that, that's basically bringing up the options for communication. So you've got calling and messaging as as it's referred to by Amazon in that um, in that display. And here's the really cool thing now is you can now actually send voice messages to uh, to another Echo device in a very, very simple way. So you can simply give the command through your phone. So you can either do this through your phone to an Echo device or from an Echo device to another Echo device. But essentially, the command that you're giving is, Lexi, send a message. Lexi will then ask you who it's to. And once Lexi confirms that person with you, you then simply dictate your message. And what's really neat here is now the person receiving the message uh, will get a notification through their Echo device. The Echo will actually show a a yellowish uh, uh, hue on the ring light. And that'll indicate there's a notification there. And that person would simply ask for their their messages or their notifications. And Lexi will then play the recorded voice message that you had sent to the person. So it's pretty neat. It's a way that you can leave a message for somebody through their Echo device. And it's pretty cool. The third way that you can stay in touch with somebody is actually by using what's known as the drop-in feature. Now, the drop-in feature is very much like a two-way intercom in that you can simply hit drop-in on your Lexi app or again you give the command to to Lexi if you're using your Echo device so Lexi drop in on whoever but the idea is that this the the intercom is simply activated it's like if you have one of these old-fashioned intercoms right you didn't need somebody necessarily to answer it you just push the button to talk and the it's it's broadcasted on the other end the person doesn't have to answer it The key here is that this is two-way. So if you drop in on someone or if they drop in on you, yes, Lexi does give a little beep essentially and it flashes green to let you know that the drop-in feature is active, but you don't actually have to answer it. So it, it just happens. And that means that the person that's dropping in on you, for example, can listen to what's going on in the room. Now that can be good and bad. If you're using it, for example, as a baby monitor, hey, that's great. You could drop in on your baby's room and you can listen to see, oh, is the baby sleeping? Is the baby crying? It's fantastic. On the other hand, if you don't want somebody to drop in on you because you just don't want them to hear what's going on at that particular time, we'll leave it at that, then um, <laughs> then you might want to consider 
not enabling this feature or turning off the drop-in feature. Now, you do have a lot of control over this, which is really good. You can choose to allow uh, the drop-in feature just within your home. So if you've got multiple Echo devices, you could allow, for example, one room to drop in on another room. Uh, you can also allow or choose not to allow uh, somebody from another home, uh, you know, living in a different place, in a different home, in a different city, in a different country, wherever. You could allow somebody else to drop in or not drop in on you. But you know, if you've got a, a close friend or a close relative and you like the idea of being able to drop in on each other and saying hi whenever you want, this is a really neat way to do it. There's not a lot of other ways that you can really do that that is so uh, seamless. So there you go. The drop-in feature is a really, really good way to stay in touch. Uh, personally, I use it in the home. We've got one Echo device downstairs, one Echo device upstairs. And if the kids are playing downstairs and I want to you know, talk to them, but I don't want to have to yell like the way I had to in the past, um, it's really easy to just enable the drop-in feature. And I just say drop-in downstairs. As an aside, here's a little tip for you. If you do have multiple Echo devices, make sure that you've named them in such a way that it makes your drop-in feature very easy to use. So for example... The Echo device downstairs in our home is actually named downstairs and the Echo device upstairs is named upstairs and it just, it's intuitive now because if I want to drop in downstairs, that's literally what I say. I say, Lexi, drop in downstairs and because that device is named downstairs, that device gets activated. So that's a little tip. Name your devices in a way that's very intuitive and it's going to make things seem even that much more seamless when you're communicating with this feature. Just so you know where you would go to set up the options, whether or not you want to allow the drop-in feature or not, it's pretty simple. You go on your Lexi app, you click on the particular device that you're setting up the settings for, and then when you scroll down, you will see a, an option called communications. You click on that, and that brings up a number of other options, calling and messaging, so you can completely turn that off if you don't want to do any of the stuff I've been talking about on this podcast, or you can leave it on. But then you can choose uh, for the drop-in feature whether you want to have it on for only contacts that you specifically allow, whether you want to have it for only devices on your account. So for example, like, like I said, if it's in, in the home and you have multiple devices on your account, or you can simply turn it off um, and then nobody can drop in on you. Okay, so that's where you would go to set that up. All right, now the the fourth feature or the fourth way that you can stay in touch with, with somebody is a little bit of a hack, and I think this one is really powerful. Now, I really wish I could remember where I heard this. Unfortunately, I can't remember who where I got this idea from. I, I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't. It wasn't my idea, but I think this is really, really cool. And this comes from uh, the idea that if you have somebody that you want to stay in touch with, but in a more indirect or more subtle way, you just want to know that they're doing okay, um, that they're that they're healthy, that they're up. And the thing that comes to mind for me is an elderly or an aging parent. And one of the really great ways to do this is to enable that person's Echo device to then trigger something in your own home when they interact with their Echo device in their home. So let's pretend that, uh, you know, I want to set this up for my mom. So my mom has an Echo device. How would I go about doing this? Well, let me give you the idea first. So let's pretend that she gets up in the morning and she says something to her Echo device. She says, good morning, or she starts a routine or whatever it is. What would be really neat is if when she did that or she started this routine, if something happened in my house to let her, to let me know that she's up, she's doing well, 
and she's, you know, she's getting her day started. And the, the trigger that comes to mind for me is a light bulb. If there is a light bulb that goes on, that would trigger to me that she's up. So how can you do that? Well, a really good way to do that is using something known as IFTTT. If this, then that. And I did a whole podcast episode on an IFTTT tutorial uh, previously, and I'll put a link to that podcast episode in the show notes so that you can go back and have a look at that if you're not familiar with IFTTT. But basically, what that allows you to do, it allows you to define a, a trigger. So something happens, and then it puts an action into, into play. So something happens, and something happens as a result of it. So my mom gets up, she says good morning, or she says something like that. That's the trigger, and the action is a light bulb goes on in my house, and I know that she's up. And I think this is really, really powerful because now when you really start to think this through, she could set up a routine in her morning and she may get up and she says, you know, Lexi, good morning. Or she may have um, an alarm set up on her Lexi device or she may have um, some type of interaction that she does with her home automation. So maybe she turns on a light at home. Um, there are lots of different ways that she can interact with Lexi. The point is that if you can can figure this out with this person that you want to stay in touch with, and what is it that they do on a regular basis? If you want to completely automate it, you could use a, a motion detector that's connected to smart home automation and Lexi. And so simply she gets out of bed and it detects motion, it, it, that, that itself is the trigger. But the bottom line is once you've established what will be the trigger that will happen every day for this person, you then go into IFTTT, you, you set up the, the trigger to be whatever it is that you've decided with Lexi, and then the action is going to be your account, something that you set up with a trigger. So for example, for me, it could be my uh, TP-Link uh, light bulb that goes on, a particular light bulb that is reserved for that function. And so essentially what you've done is you've created a recipe or an applet as they're called in IFTTT that connects my my mum's uh, Echo device to my TP-Link smart bulb. Or it could be her um, TP-Link smart bulb if she turns on a particular light every morning and that links to my Echo and that may trigger something that my Echo does or says. The thing is you can't have an Echo triggering a different Echo on one IFTT account because it doesn't work. You can't have two different Echo accounts in one IFTT account. So you have to choose one of the accounts is going to have an Echo trigger or an Echo action and the other one is going to be related to smart home automation in some way. Um, so I'll just kind of summarize that one more time because I know that can be a little bit complicated. Essentially what you're doing is you're creating this tiny little recipe that if at the, at the bare bones, what it's doing is, for example, my mom gets up, says good morning or triggers a routine with Lexi through IFTTT. It's looking for that trigger. When that trigger happens, it then causes an action on my uh, TP-Link smart ball, which was reserved to let me know that my mom is up. I think it's pretty cool. And here's the thing that's really neat. If you want to have a little bit more control, you could set something up in such a way that specific phrases that uh, that this person says could trigger a particular light bulb to change color. So for example, if, um, just as an example, say somebody was in a great mood, you could have them say a phrase and that itself is triggering a light bulb that can change color to be a particular color. Maybe it's really bright 
yellow or something or bright green and it's happy. Or maybe somebody's in a bad mood or, bad mood or they got some bad news. They could say something to, to Lexi and it would trigger the light bulb to change color to a darker, maybe a blue or something like that. And it would be a visual cue of the type of mood that that person is in which I think is really neat. And I'm sure you could come up with lots of other ideas for how we could use this. And I'd love to hear your ideas, actually. Um, the more I think about this, the more the more uh, ideas I get for, for combining ways that you can communicate with someone else through IFTTT. And then this could be like as, as far as you want. It could be a relative across the country. And you could have this way of communicating through colored lights uh, and other devices. So please, I'd love to hear your ideas on this. I think this is a really neat thing that we could we could talk about. So um, if you've got any ideas, um, please write them in the comments on the show notes page for this. If you've tried any of these things that I've mentioned, uh, I'd love to hear about them. Again, the show notes for this episode, you can find those at alexaincanada.ca slash 34. Um, again, alexaincanada.ca slash 34. And uh, like I said, I'd love for you to try these and let me know how it's going with that. All right. Take care. Have a wonderful week. Oh, and just one more thing. I haven't I haven't mentioned this in a while. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review on iTunes for the podcast, the, review, the reviews are always very much appreciated and it means a lot and it does help the podcast to get discovered by other people. So if you feel so inclined, um, that would be wonderful and it would be very much appreciated. Again, as I said, have a wonderful week. Uh, A-L-E-X-A in Canada.ca slash 34. And I will talk to you again very soon. Take care. She's got, she's got skills. skills.